This is a Federal News Network podcast. Federal real estate shot up under two earlier rounds of emergency government spending, those following 9-11 and then the 2008 recession. Since then, GSA's public building service has managed to bring that square footage back down some. But what about this time? For analysis, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with former Public Building Service Commissioner, now Managing Director of the real estate firm F.D. Stonewater, Norman Dong. So history suggests that after these massive shocks to the system, you'll see an increase in the federal footprint. And as you look at the spending bills that have been enacted recently, you're seeing a massive increase in federal spending. And you're seeing money going directly to the agencies to support program expansion, to improve the public health infrastructure, to improve research, medical research, what have you. So you would expect that those program areas would continue to grow to be able to make sure that we're never in the situation again and we're able to fight the next pandemic. So that's one factor to consider in terms of the growth in those program areas. However, I think you've got some factors at play today that you didn't have back in 2008 and you didn't have back in 2001. That first factor being the continuation of the government effort to reduce the footprint and the GSA focus on least cost savings. You didn't have that back in 2008. You didn't have that back in 2001. As we talked about before, we've seen a continued decline in the federal footprint since 2012. So it'll be interesting to see how that program expansion factor that we talked about before is juxtaposed against what this current trend of reducing the footprint. But there are other factors to consider as well. And a key point is telework. Back in 2001, back in 2008, you didn't have telework in place to the extent that we've had it in recent years and to the extent that much of the federal government is operating under today. So what you're seeing is a proof of concept under this most recent experience that may inform how federal agencies operate after we emerge from this national crisis. One other thing to consider, and that is the whole densification of space, where we have tried to improve space utilization by putting more employees into a reduced footprint. And it'll be interesting to see, all right, as you have moved to much more of an open office space concept, what the perspective will be on that issue going forward, where you've got many employees sitting in benching type of arrangements, where they're several feet apart from one another. You know, how will that work as we return to work uh, among these federal agencies? And could we expect some thinning out of the space and spreading out of the employees to be able to maintain social distancing and to be able to prevent future outbreaks in the workplace. Especially now with there being more flexible workspace situations, hoteling of workstations where you may not have the same workstation day in and day out, and you may be sharing that with other employees. I think that also is is another consideration to make. And I think that segues really well into the idea of the deep cleaning for federal buildings. And the Public Building Service does get a substantial amount of money to do just that. But help me better understand what a deep cleaning might look like for these buildings, uh, especially, you know, with the context of trying to build confidence their workstations are going to be disinfected and sanitary to work in uh, when they come back. My understanding is today, GSA is following CDC guidelines for more intensive cleaning 
of their buildings and employee workspaces in order to combat the pandemic. And I think what you'll see as we emerge from this crisis is a new normal in cleaning and janitorial standards where if you have an employee using a desk on one day, the standard protocol would be to make sure that that workplace, that workstation is cleaned and sanitized before the next employee comes in to use it the next day. And that's not something that we had seen prior to the pandemic, but I think what you'll see in general is a heightened sensitivity and increased and more rigorous standards for making sure that the workplaces and the workstations are sanitary. Right. Kind of a, a similar question here, but once more of a critical mass of federal employees are going back to their offices to work, I imagine there might have to be some sort of enhanced screening or vetting at that front door to make sure that they, that they are healthy enough to go back to work in person. What might that enhanced screening look like for federal employees? I think it's part of a larger framework where OMB and OPM are working with the agencies now to think through how federal employees begin to transition back into the workplace. And if you look at the guidance that came out from OMB and OPM, it identifies several key elements for agencies to consider. The first element being geographic decision-making, knowing that the incidence of the pandemic is different at different levels across the country, and that federal agencies and federal operations really should be sensitive to and taking their cue from decisions made at the state and local level. So I think that's one factor to consider. Two is back to that whole concept of telework. And I think what you'll see is there's going to be a very much a continued reliance on extensive use of telework, even as folks start to come back into the federal workplace. And again, that's something that would be aligned with geographic decision-making. The third element comes back to more of the personnel guidelines and more of a consideration for vulnerable populations. So if you've got older employees or employees with some pre-existing health conditions, they may be encouraged to stay at home and work from home compared to some of their counterparts. And then finally, if you look at the GSA portfolio, a lot of the decision-making on specific facilities is at the facility level, and it falls to the Facility Security Committee, the FSC, where that committee makes decisions on individual facilities. I know we've kind of unpacked this a little bit in the first half of the interview, but the idea of fewer square feet per employee and the idea of more open offices have we've kind of discussed that in the context of that being maybe a, a a challenge with more employees returning during these times? But help me better understand what was some of the the thinking behind a lot of these concepts that seemed very much in vogue these days. So if you look back at 2012, 2013, again there was a focus on cost that was informing the federal effort to reduce the footprint. But there was also a recognition that with advances in technology, more people were able to work remotely and didn't need to be tethered to their desks. And what you've seen over a number of years is an increasing federal embrace of not just telework, but also hoteling and hot desking and benching 
because people were recognizing that they didn't have to be at their desk in order to get their job done. So that concept has slowly been taking hold. I think it started with GSA leading the way, but other agencies began to embrace that same concept over the past decade or so. And what you're seeing today is, okay, as the federal government has been forced to operate primarily remotely in response to this pandemic, there is a heightened experience and a greater comfort level with being able to work remotely. Norman Dong, a former public building service commissioner at the GSA, now managing director of the real estate firm F.D. Stonewater, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.